Hello and welcome to The Unreleased, the design research podcast. This podcast exists to help map, broadcast and promote design research worldwide. The Unreleased podcast is brought to you by IAD, Universidade Europeia and UNITCOM. The interview was recorded at IAD as part of the PhD in Design program. To know more, visit unrelease.unitcom-yad.pt. That's unrelease.unitcom-yad.pt. In this episode, Professor Eduard Gonçalves talks with Ezio Manzini, design academic and author known for his work on design for social innovation and sustainability. Manzini is Honorary Professor at the Politecnico di Milano, and his most recent book is called Politics of the Everyday, and discusses examples of social innovation that show how a better kind of society is possible. During this interview, Manzini shares his opinions on collaboration, tradition, social innovation, and how user center does not guarantee environmental benefits. So the extreme user-centered, especially with the tools that now we have to make it very pushed, could create something that is very friendly, maybe for all the partners that participate to the initiative, but it could be very negative for the environment. Here are Eduardo and Manzini. So, Professor Manzini, in your view, what are the most interesting design research themes for the 21st century? If we talk in a very general way, in my view there is no doubt that we should collaborate to generate visions about what could be a future. What would be a future? Because somebody says that we don't see any future exactly. now. Mm-hmm. Therefore, to generate vision of the future, that in my view, obviously, but it has to be seen what does it mean, should be a future of a society that will be resilient, to be sustainable, both environmentally and socially, should be in some way cosmopolitan, capable to integrate and to have a positive dialogue between different cultures. This is a very general view. Mm-hmm. Afterward, we have to add something, that this view is challenged not only by the inertia, of some ideas that have colonized our mind in the last uh, 20 years, 30 years. Secondly, the urgency of the environmental issue that nobody wants to see it, uh, but uh, it's really already, in my view, at a catastrophic phase. And uh, finally, the fact that the spreading of the new technology, the digital technologies and going on, the artificial intelligence, are changing the rule of the game. So we don't have only to imagine something new with the traditional ideas, but we should be capable to imagine something new on the new platform of risks and opportunities that are given by this deep change in the way in which our world is organized given the existence of these new technologies. I do agree, especially with the, the idea of adaptability, so the resilience part of the way that you should yeah. uh, change the, the way that normally, and you, you talk uh, also a lot about the, the idea of, um, 
of tradition. And, uh, could you elaborate a bit of the, that difference? Yes, uh, I, I imagine that you refer to the fact that often when I try to explain why I wrote a book that is called Design When Everybody Designs, so in some way all my stories in the last uh, 10 years at least are related to what uh, the people as me and probably you, the, I call them us, the expert design, the one that mm -hmm. have uh, studied, have been trained to be designer. But we work in a world in which in some way every subject, willing or not, is obliged to take some design decision. And uh, any subject means uh, the individual people to the collective people, from a company toward a city or a big organization. So if it is like this, uh, and trying to explain why we live in the world much more than in the past, in which uh, people, everyone, every subject is uh, in some way forced to take some design-based uh, design decision, is because, uh, in some way, the other way of taking decision, that is the one that follow the tradition, do not work anymore. And I, I normally refer to observations that have been done already since uh, three decades by some important sociologues that, was that were describing modernity as the post-traditional society. Mm -hmm. So the moment in which the speed of change is such that you cannot take decision on the basis of the tradition simply, not because you don't like the tradition, but simply because they do not work anymore. And therefore, if you cannot do as it has always been done, you have to use another modality of decision that you can call with another name, I call it design. But uh, given that it's one important thing, sometimes people say, so you, you don't like traditions. No, the traditions are, remain important in my view as a material of construction, the building material of the future. But when you say the building material, do not mean that they, you keep the tradition as they were. They simply use them to build something new. The, 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 meta, the metaphor that I do is when you see the, the medieval church, mm -hmm. they are church for the Christian God. And if you look to a lot of the material, the columns, the marble, are taken by the old temples, the Roman temples. So those are still Roman columns and Roman uh, stones, but they are used in a new context. And the same could be said if you move from this, that is only a kind of image, a little bit of poetic image that has some limits, but all the story of the new revolution in, include and use in a reframed way the materials of the past. And it could be much better if he use it in a meaningful way, with a sense, with a capsule. To know the history, to know the tradition is very important, not to reproduce them, but to use them as feeding argument. Mm -hmm. in generating the new visions that I was talking about okay. before. Mm -hmm. um, talking about research, um, research, uh, considered is still in, in more, more in particular um, design research, is still perceived as a very niche area. What do you consider to be a good way to diffuse its presence in society? 
Well, um, I, I can agree with you that it's perceived as a niche area if we say who perceive it as a niche area. And uh, the ones that perceive it as a niche area are the ones that think to design in a very traditional way. Because there are somebody else who do not mm -hmm. perceive uh, the research design at all, so they do not have idea. <laughs> and probably this is the majority of the people. And uh, some people that is involved in the design, so we can say the design community, if they have a very traditional view about design, let's say, to be simple, the design that has been so successful in the 20th century. So for the design that has been so successful in the 20th century, design research was not really needed, if not for some research on history, some method, some very specific theory. But the normality of the activity that was under the claim of design uh, <coughs> do not ask it, apparently for research, or better. The good designer said, I remember very well, because this is also part of my uh, story in the past decades, the good designer that was teaching in my university said, why we need to talk now about research when every good project has a research? And it's true. So mm -hmm. a good project starts with the research. The problem is that it brings us to talk about research, and this is uh, what uh, appears very clearly to who has, uh, in my short sentence, the 21th approach to the design, is that uh, if you have to take a relatively quickly decision of very large issue, you cannot imagine that every time you start the research, for everything that would be needed uh, if you are facing, I don't know, how to deal with the elderly people with Alzheimer, <laughs> mm -hmm. and what could be tools and uh, um, uh, services that could be helpful. And I took a large but relatively well-defined issue. Uh, you cannot, if you have to start a project today, to start uh, the research today, because uh, you should know so many different things that could not uh, mm -hmm. take all simply for that project. So you need uh, some design knowledge that has been prepared, that is uh, with a larger spectrum, and in the moment in, you, in which you have a specific activity to do, you do not move from zero, but you move from the design knowledge that has been accumulated. And what makes the difference is that the research that the good designer did uh, in the middle of the last century, in some way was a personal research that was embedded at the end in the good result, but was very difficult to transfer. So what have you researched on that kind of material, or that kind of glue, or that kind of machinery to make your new very interesting project if we want to transfer the same knowledge to another one? This was not said, so it was the research done by the designer for that specific project. Mm -hmm. Now, what is the difference? What is the research at the end? It's a design activity that produces some knowledge that is transferable. Mm -hmm. And uh, the more we move from uh, um, authorial projects, so I am me and mm -hmm. I do something, I make my research and I get my project. But the more we are in network, in designing networks, in which everybody participates at different moments in different stage, I, to be part of this network, I have to generate a knowledge, 
a design knowledge that somebody else can use afterwards. So I have to make explicit the knowledge that I have accumulated. So for me, the design research is what produces design knowledge, transferable design knowledge. And the transferable design knowledge is more and more needed the more and more we work in networks. Therefore, it's not anymore a niche, or I would say it's not anymore a separated moment. Mm -hmm. So you have the profession, and afterward you have the design research. Of course, you can have some center of research that are more specialized. But in some way, the more that we work in a network, the more our activity has to generate this kind of knowledge, explicit design knowledge, and therefore the more there is a component of explicit research in any design activity when you face complex issue. Because of course, of course, if you design something that is very well known and you of give course. a new style or a new form, it could be a very important thing. But in that case, you don't need to talk about this. But the spectrum of what can be done, what can ask for design activity, or what is new today, ask for producing design knowledge. Picking up on the, the idea of complexity, um, your current work reflects um, on the importance and the impact of cities, which by nature is a very complex problem. Um, in, the, in the past, urban scale was never a primary um, workaround for designers. So considering this, that uh, currently it is an important issue, um, what do you consider to be the, the most challenging issues and how can design research uh, improve them? But maybe the most challenging issue is to change the phrase that you said. Because uh, when we move from uh, the traditional design of the last century to what I'm talking now, the city enter, of course not only the city, could be also the countryside, could be the villages, could be the abandoned uh, area, etc. But so it's not that other topics are not interesting, but the city, of course, there will be more than half of the population very densely in places that are really also very fragile. The issue is that the city is not a scale. <laughs> so you said, oh, we are designers, so you work at the small scale, and afterward, now we want to work at the scale of the city. For me, the city, it depends how you look to the city. And uh, the beginning of my conference, when I talk about the city, no, for the first time, normally I show the city scene from the airplane, and I say, this is the city of the planners. And there is a lot of things that you can uh, discuss about this city seen by the plane. And so it's a kind of a drawing on the territory with the different, uh, different uh, neighborhoods, the different uh, big uh, infrastructure, etc. But the city can be seen from inside. And this is also the way in which normally people see the city and perceive the city. So if you see from inside, it's not an issue about scale. So you see the city from inside. It's a different point of view of the city. Afterward, the city seen from inside is small or big scale. Again, it's not, a, it's not anymore the right issue because the city seen from inside, the border of the bubble in which you are depends from the tools that you are using. I call it, maybe not only me, the hyper-local because you are super-local mm -hmm. You are practically yourself with your body inside a certain point in the space. And uh, depending on uh, what are the tools that you have uh, as input and output of information and action, you can involve uh, a lot of different things. 
So it's not that because they say you are working at the, in this, at the, on the city, moving from inside, it means uh, only the little part of the city. Mm -hmm. It means you do what you can do starting from where you are. And starting from where you are, you can have some action that operates at a very small, very near, mm -hmm. but also at the level of the city. And this depends from the different projects. So why this change is not a change because the, 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 to see the plans, is, the planning is still very important. We could make some example on this. As the architecture that take care mainly about the buildings is very important. But if we consider what is the city making, and now people tend to talk about city making more than city planning because the city making includes the city planning but many other layers mm -hmm. of infrastructure, service, communication, organizations, etc. So if we discuss, uh, as we did, for uh, instance, yesterday, about uh, a certain area in the city and uh, the possibility to develop, and if this development will be not or not uh, a wild gentrification or we will maintain uh, some social value, well, there are for sure some elements that could be defined or influenced by choices, choices taken by the planners. But there are so many other layer, layers mm -hmm. that have to be taken in account. And in my view, if you take uh, the work of the planners, they make the plan, they give some norms, some numbers, some standards, some main, uh, they trace, some main infrastructure. And afterward, uh, the, 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 the architect that uh, decides some buildings it remains a huge quantity of projects that uh, converge in making the city. And uh, I, as a designer, <laughs> I would say all of them are or should be part of the activity of design. And it could be communication, service, strategies, uh, materials, uh, product, uh, environmental design, uh, you can name it. So practically everything mm -hmm. enters in the city. So this is why I think that uh, to start to imagine that a designer has to do something to the city would be very important. Of course, you go again on what you think about design, because if you have the 20th century view of design, that is mainly design product produced mm -hmm. by industry wherever in the world, design has been the most delocalized de activity, because you design it. A washing machine, and this washing machine could be the used, could be produced in Korea and used in New Zealand, independently from your design. But when design is not dedicated to that kind of products, but is dedicated to new vision of production, more related to the territory, to new vision of services and everything that we know that should be designed. By definition, they are related to places. Services ha are interaction happening in places, even though they could be hybrid, partly physical, partly virtual, but they are places. So we have to learn how to design in places. The idea of, of service design or products that have a service um, associated to it, and you have in your previous work talked about it, and the way to even to reduce the impact of something by for instance, uh, the the idea of renting something that you just use in a specific time. Um, um, do you still consider it is one tool or one way to improve our cities? 
uh, it still makes sense to integrate that or no. how how well uh, how, currently how with what I said before uh, every possible imaginable design discipline can have something to say in the city so it will be for me very difficult to say mm -hmm. what uh, is the special tools because you can intervene from making ethnographic research and uh, video storytelling toward designing a new furniture in the street to mm -hmm. say something that is very normal that everybody thinks about it passing through service design for better organizing uh, they shared the bicycles in the city that now it's very good that they are developing this alternative to car, but there is something a little bit messy. So probably yeah. there is some improvement that should be done. And this will be a very technical, a very normal product service system, product service system mm -hmm. in any case, because it's not only an issue about products, it's yeah. an issue about yeah. the, the overall system and the mm -hmm. services. So there are from having ideas, because the cities are really all of them are in danger. The ones that are uh, rich and touristic attraction because they attract too much, uh, too many people, and the ones that are not because they are dying. So yeah. you, we are in the middle cities that are dying, and the new slums that are creating, and the cities that are overwhelmed by tourists. So there are so many challenging issues related to, to the city that also this level of imagining some way to intervene to, to reduce this risk or to repropose uh, a positive, I call it the collaborative city, uh, well, there is uh, to work enough for hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> so it's, it's a good way to even improve uh, um, jobs, of course. Mm. Uh, but it, it is interesting that this idea of, uh, of service design or a product that has a service uh, that is initially a good idea, for instance, and this is a good example of, for instance, the Hoover or even the, the yeah. electric uh, bikes that uh, initially is a good idea to say, okay, we can share, so we will reduce, for instance, traffic, but there are some phenomena that are not, uh, are, let's say, impossible to perceive. In the case of Uber, it just, uh, just uh, um, the number of cars in the world just went up because people who did, didn't use cars started to use cars because they had that. So it's almost like a... Um, an unexpected uh, yeah. uh, negative effect, and um, in your in your uh, opinion, how can we try to learn from these, uh, these well, examples? Well, uh, it's what we are trying to do. Uh, if we take the example of Uber, that is very well known. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. it's not the only one, but it's yeah. the one that is. Uh, and I can start from the end. I, I think that uh, Uber became a monster. So by every point of view. Uh, and uh, but uh, Uber is uh, the grand grandson of a nice uh, group of people pulling the car, not Uber per se that started like it is, but the idea, mm -hmm. the beginning of the idea started from a kind of car pulling, and uh, everybody, including myself, I have to admit, in the moment in which, from one moment to the other, we we moved from looking to the carpooling only as a good thing, the carpooling and discovering that something was exploding as Uber. Uh, it has been so new that, uh, well, nobody has imagined it. Mm -hmm. So, first, we have to know that uh, uh, there are no safe places where to go, where you can relax. So, for the good and for the bad, uh, 
everything can change. Can, can move, so many of the ideas that we can promote today can turn into something different. The second issue that is very important for who work in design for social innovation is that we, as many people involved to the new that is emerging, we had a kind of uh, attraction from the beginning. Somebody called it uh, in Italian startupism. That means uh, to look only to the moment of the startup of things. Mm -hmm. But it's very important to see what happened afterwards. So now we have, uh, for some of these uh, examples, we have 10 or 15 years of experience, and we can see that if we can discuss uh, why design as us is needed at the beginning, because sometimes you have some social hero that are capable to do everything without us. But afterward, uh, for sure, we, there is a need of the of formal expert design to maintain the quality of the idea or to make it evolve in a way that do not turn mm -hmm. toward the kind of uh, the platform economy that mm -hmm. is the, the, the gig economy and new form of slavery and monopoly, etc., etc. So there is uh, an incredible need uh, to enlarge the focus from uh, having been so excited, uh, seeing so many new things around and uh, trying to be part of this process that created something new and interesting, but uh, being able to participate to the very difficult and delicate transformation that should uh, have uh, that something as a carpooling that for sure in that form cannot spread, cannot become so big because it asks a lot of energy, attention and the time for the people that participate, we call them the heroes, the social heroes, to reduce, to, to, to move from the social heroes to what I, can, I call a kind of a transformative normality, that means something that can be done in a relatively normal way even though it is again the mainstream ideas. Uh, and we have example now in the process of moving from the original idea towards something that entered in a kind of a transformative normality. Just to give an example, the most well-known, but there are many others. If you have a community garden in New York, probably also here mm -hmm. today, you do not have any risk. It's uh, normalized, it's... Uh, uh, institutionalized, uh, the place is not anymore squatted because it's formally paid one dollar a year to have it. So a normal family can spend the weekend uh, or some hours in the weekend working there in a very normal way. So nevertheless, one thing is that uh, still the idea of the community garden brings uh, some idea of the common good, some idea of conceiving the city that is not no, the mainstream no. neoliberal ones. So even if this normal, is still very disruptive in relation to the mainstream idea of city. And uh, it is like this today, but at the beginning there have been people squatting and fighting against the police. And in the, this, the story of the community garden in New York uh, is very long, but in these many years, they started uh, in some way pushing to have something that nobody recognized. And afterward, progressively, all the actors in the game uh, have been uh, clever enough to find a way to move from uh, that uh, very, uh, in some way, visibly radical position 
towards something that could be accepted, uh, more than accepted, because in time the local institution and also even the real estate owner recognize that to have a community garden is good exactly. by every point of view. So they find a compromise, they normalize, there are some norms, so when you want to have a new community garden you don't simply squat something but uh, you ask and you can find somebody that is listening to you. There is an institution of the New York uh, Council called the Green Thumb that is in charge to take care. There are 400 community gardens now in New York. I use the New York case because probably the one that had more visibility mm -hmm. at the beginning and also now everybody, many people know it, but it's the same also in Italy, I suppose it's the same here. Mm -hmm. So this is a trajectory mm -hmm. that in my view is very good because they have been capable to find a way to move from something that was at the very beginning and uh, towards something that become uh, if I again use my term, it's a kind of disruptive normality mm -hmm. or transformative normality. But I could say many other things, that many other examples if you want. At the same time, you have other examples in which in the evolution they lost, some of them died as every entrepreneurial thing. You can start with the idea, maybe the idea do not work and it died. And this is normal. Something else evolved toward the Uberism, even that we know Uber, but something similar to Uber, so something that at the beginning there was good ideas, but afterward, in the name of effectiveness, they can be effectiveness, especially by the point of view of who progressively take the lead and also the economical power, um, transform everything in something else. In the case of Uber, transform the very clever idea of using technology to make this and that in something that in the name of Uber owners and in the name of the user and this opens something very interesting because Uber is very user-centered. It's highly user-centered. It's every money that they spend. Half is spent to make the system more usable, more friendly for you, the user. Unfortunately, the other one is a slave. They want this. So, in the name of uh, uh, creating a very simple, accessible, blah, 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 service for the user, you have another person that is not anymore on the peer relationship with you, but is somebody that has no right and all nothing. And uh, it's uh, this kind of a gig economy, somebody waiting. Uh, so, 100 years or 200 years back in the history of work. Uh, this condition of being there on the square waiting for somebody that calls you. It is interesting because of the, there has been a lot of criticisms in the, in the past about the being the user-centered is basically meaning doing whatever the, the consumer wants, period. Um, of course, it, it, it depends on, on how the scale, again, on how, how you go, how far you go. No, it's so it's it's a bit. I, I consider it a bit tricky currently to to draw the line, or, or at least see. Well, I, I there is a whole discussion now, not only in relation to Uber, that crit criticize the Uber. Uh, sorry, so sorry, the user centered mm -hmm. stop. Why only the user is user? First, that they are not user, but are human being. Secondly, but this is more important. Uh, they should, in the case of Uber, you should say, they, I don't know what is the term that they use, but in any case, keep in account all the possible involved people. 
so at least mm -hmm. uh, also the driver. But as maybe you know, things move also beyond that because uh, there are who says, and they are also right, that if you design only, in, let me say, not only for the user, but for the user and the providers, but uh, you could design something user and provider centered that is very negative for the environment. So the extreme user centered, especially with the tools that now we have to make it very pushed, could create uh, something that is very friendly, maybe for all the partners that participate to the initiative, but it could be very negative for the environment. So you name it before. If we could discover that pushing so much on the, this kind of car sharing, maybe giving also some uh, recognition to the work uh, of the driver so it's not uh, so unjust in the relationship between uh, the user and the deliverer. And so you find an equilibrium in between them. But uh, pushing in this direction, instead of having a reduction of the use of the car, you have an increase in the use of the car, at the end, uh, you are doing something that is wrong. So you should put in your equation not only all the people that participate, but also the environment. And afterward, when you say what is the environment, this becomes very complex. And the sure. discussion is very open because you have the issue about uh, not only the one that we say, the production of CO2, but it's also the biodiversity, so there is the right of the other animals, the right of the other entities, the right of the trees, the right of the... Of the, the there is a big discussion, and luckily, finally, we do, but it's only to say the whole story about user-centered uh, asset being a dominant last century has to be reviewed. Just to, to finish, a quick question. Um, what uh, advice would you give to a student that is starting his design research path? I can give uh, two advice, uh, one for the beginner and one for those that have uh, already a little bit more uh, of understanding of what you are talking about. For the beginner, uh, I would well come back to, to the first question that was uh, I don't remember the question, but I said the main issue, the main challenge is uh, to give a vision to the future, to give an idea of the future, to give an idea that is a designerly idea that means not only I show you a movie of a fantastic world and afterward who knows how, how it could be. So it has to be something that uh, if so, then so something that in certain condition at least should be possible. And, uh, and this is uh, the big challenge that I think, I hope that the, a, a student, a clever student, a student with curiosity should feel that, uh, of course, this new uh, vision of the future is not done only by designers. Luckily, there should be, and there are many others. But we are in a very special conditions because as a designer, as one foot on uh, the social uh, and aesthetical issue and one foot on technology, we have a good position to try to not only to show possible rosy perspective that nobody knows how they will happen, but uh, to propose something that uh, could be, at least in the proposition who do it, uh, culturally, ethically, and uh, socially, and uh, everything, by every point of view, available. 
So this is uh, mm -hmm. what I will say if I speak. If the discussion is a little bit more sophisticated, I will put in this way. So at the end, what you have to do? I I like to use the. So you you can describe the world in which we are in many different ways, different metaphors. Each one of them shows some element. I like the idea that we can see the society as a mesh of conversation in between people. And the conversation in between people can be conversation for the sake of the conversation, or can be conversation to make something. And the conversation to make something together is another way to talk about the project. So you have a conversation with people in order to share some ideas, in order to share some idea of how to do it, and to be committed in making it happen. So if we look like this, uh, who are the designers? Uh, in my view, the designers are the ones that help these conversations to happen. And already this is important because, mm -hmm. unfortunately, in our society, as uh, some very important sociologue, as uh, Richard Bennett uh, wrote, is uh, the skilling our capability of having really conversations. So we are mm -hmm. more and more in this uh, communication bubbles, talking with the one that uh, shouting some uh, uh, slogan, and uh, this is not a conversation. Mm -hmm. This is uh, shouting slogans in these echo chambers in which you have to shout louder and louder to be heard by the one that already think. So conversation is conversation so to talk with uh, somebody that is different. So how to help conversation in between people that are diverse? And uh, this conversation with people that are diverse, how to help that these people being diverse and maybe maintaining their own diversity could share some ideas, could share some objectives. And the, the fantastic things of the project is that you don't need to agree on everything. So it's not a religion. It's a, I, I respect also the religion, so it's another way to, to put people together. But if you decide to make a community garden, you can have all the different components of the society that could share or not. Maybe somebody will not share, independently from what they do. Some other will, will share. And when they share, they can do something together. They can uh, train themselves to start to be capable to have a conversation. And a designer can uh, create the or part of the environment in which this conversation can happen. So they, what to do is uh, to, to be trigger and a supporter of a conversation in between different people about what to do and how to do it. Thank you so much. Thank you to you. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to our podcast on the main platform. For more information about the Unreleased podcast, go to unreleased.unit.com .pt. There you can find all the episodes and more information about our guests. Unreleased podcast is the result of the work of the students of Design Cultures and Practices course from the PhD in Design program of IAD Universidade Europeia. It's produced and edited by Unitcom.